Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host. He's into superstitions, black cats, and voodoo dolls. I feel a premonition. He's going to make me fall. It's Micah. Okay, so where is that from? What is that? Upside, inside out. He's living la vida loca. Oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) A little peek behind the curtain right before we started recording. I'm like, I don't have a song ready. So I quickly googled 90s songs yeah and that was one of the first ones that popped up and i was like yep of course <laughs> i mean good old ricky martin it has nothing to do with severance at in, all in yeah. any way really nothing at all other than i guess the folks who are in severance are living la vida loca to a degree if you're working on the severed four you're kind of living la vida loca to a degree but- <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how i would feel about that how would you feel about that thor let's say Let's say that every waking moment of your life, you were working, and that's all you knew. Yeah, no, it seems like it stinks, but although I was thinking, like, if I was, like, if somebody told me, hey, look, you don't have to ever remember work, like, they're doing it to keep secrets or whatever. Right. But if it's like, I would just punch in, and then I would just wake up, it'd feel like a second later, Yeah. where it's like, oh, work is done for the day. That sounds pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, I go back and forth on that. I don't know if I would like it or not. Yeah, like the morality of it, I, I, I didn't foresee that aspect of it. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah but we before we get into it, Mike, I have a quick recommendation for you. Okay. Of something, we I don't think it'd be good for the show, but something I watched that I really found interesting, and it's not bad reality television. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Hulu has a new documentary. Uh, and it's called uh, The Ladybird Diaries. Okay. Okay, so uh, early 1960s, JFK gets assassinated. Uh, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, takes over the presidency as he was the vice president. Mm-hmm. And then he was reelected in 1964 and served, so he basically served like a, a term and a half as president. But shortly Either shortly after or right around the time uh, that JFK got assassinated and he took over the presidency, somebody told his wife, hey, this is kind of like a crazy thing. You should keep a diary of your life. And so she did, but she kept a audio diary. So she it's something like 120 hours of audio recordings by Lady Bear Johnson. Oh, wow. And so the documentary is basically just uh, going through the Johnson presidency, but it's told from the perspective and in the actual words of the first lady, Lady Bird Johnson. That's wild. And and she's kind of incredible. She, uh, she went to college to be a, for like multiple things. She went for like receptionist because in the 50s, you yeah. could go to college to be an expert receptionist. You had to learn how um, to type. A receptionist, a teacher, and a journalist. Huh. So her actual diary entries that you're listening to through the entire uh, film are, like, incredible. Like, she she has those, like, this gift of words where uh, she takes something kind of mundane or something that is generally interesting 
and she she makes it like elegant and like thought provoking just the way that she uh words her sentences and stuff like that that actually that seems really intriguing it is it's a cool die and it's like such an important part of history sure because lbj kind of gets lost in the shuffle because jfk got assassinated which is a huge deal yeah and then the president after lbj was nixon who watergate and the yep. scandal and so he kind of gets overshadowed but like here are a few things that happened during his presidency like th- the civil rights act three major like he passed three major civil rights bills uh he started the war in vietnam or, or like, actually entered us into the war in Vietnam. Yeah. Obviously, JFK got assassinated. Martin Luther King got assassinated. Bobby Kennedy got assassinated. All in that all, time frame? All of those things are, like, obviously JFK being the beginning of it. But, yeah, all those things are, like, part of his presidency. That's it's, pretty nuts. It, it's a fascinating documentary. It's a great watch. Hmm. Yeah, that actually seems very, very intriguing. And, and it has some, like, uh, most of the footage is, uh, like... Like really beautifully restored footage from the '60s too, so oh, it, not yeah, only cool. it looks really nice as well. Yeah, it's that cool. sounds actually pretty pretty awesome, Thor. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, old Lady Bird Johnson always makes me think of King of the Hill. How does that make you think of King of the Hill? His dog's name is Lady Bird. Oh, okay, Lady Bird. <laughs> thought you were bringing in some <laughs> propane joke no he has an old basset hound i think it might be because she might be i think she's from texas oh, uh, i'm not sure yeah i'm sure she's that it's southern she's southern for sure yeah king of the hill was really good of with using these really weird out-of-pocket references mm-hmm. yeah yeah mike no. judge is a fucking mastermind of comedy i love him so much yeah it's is pretty great oh man um how do you think LBJ would have done with a severance package? Presidents basically work on the severance floor. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? They it's absolutely like, do. It's, it's, what, it's the type of job where it's like you're never really not on the job. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like they take vacations and stuff. Um, some more and, than others. Yeah, some more than others. And a lot of times they catch a lot of shit for that. But yep. also it's like I, I couldn't you couldn't imagine the weight of the world like on your shoulders 24 hours a day for four years. It definitely seems like it ages everybody who goes in. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it kind of feels like they're already on the severance floor. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, you know what, Thor? Normally you give me a recommendation, and I'm like, I'm I, okay, not normally you give me a recommendation. Usually when you ambush me with a recommendation yeah. at the beginning of an episode... I expect it to be some lowbrow. <laughs> bad reality television. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, Mike, I found this great show. It's about midgets <laughs> doing sword fights. And as they start getting hit, they have to take off clothing. Yeah, that sounds like something I would watch. It absolutely 100%. is. 100%. That sounds awesome. Are yeah. we workshopping this idea? You know what? What if they're, uh, it's on a boat. It has to take place on a boat. Oh, like American Gladiator style where you could get knocked off. American Gladiator midget boat. Strip American Gladiator Midget Boat. <laughs> well, it's a working title. We'll, yeah. we'll come up with something shorter. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got legs. Maybe yeah. not very long legs, but yeah, it's got legs. Sure. Not proportionate. <laughs> not proportionate legs. Yeah, definitely not. All right. Are you ready to uh, discuss discuss this Severance show? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk oh. about Severance. All right. <laughs> 
Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, folks. So today we are going to be covering the Apple Plus TV show called Severance. Um, This is a pretty interesting one, in my opinion. It's got a pretty wild cast, and it's, um, I don't know, it's fairly new, I think. I think that it came out in 2022. Um, Let's see, I'm looking through IMDb here. I can't remember the guy's name. Adam Scott is the main protagonist in this. So he was in uh, Parks and Rec. He's in Step Brothers. Um, He's the jerk brother who's successful. He plays a really good jerk in a lot of comedy movies. He's awesome in that role, yeah. Yeah, in... Parks and Rec, he plays Leslie Nope's boyfriend and then husband. Uh, I forget what his character's ben. name is. Oh, it is Ben. I don't it's remember his ben. last name. Ben. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I remember it? In any case, it's Ben. Yeah. He shows up about halfway through the series, and then him and Rob Lowe both show up about halfway through the series, and then they just never leave. Yeah. Um. So that's our main character. Other people of note, it's got John Tuturo. Uh, last episode, I said that you'd probably recognize John Tuturo. Did yeah. you recognize him? Oh, yeah, of course. What did you, you said from, uh... Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Yeah. I saw him, and this is going to show just how much of a dirtbag I am. <laughs> okay. What, how, how, how much of a gutter palette I have. Yeah. I saw him, and I'm like, oh, it's the fucking, uh, it's like the servant guy from Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the sneaky, sneaky guy. Yeah. Who, doesn't he like feet in that movie? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who he is. Yep, yep. I saw him like, oh, the Mr. Deeds guy. Of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I was trying to think of the only things that I could think. I of. I actually pulled up his IMDb to because uh, I wanted to verify. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Mr. Deeds guy. Also, like, oh brother, where art thou? Oh, he wasn't that. Yeah, you would you would know that one. Yep, he's and been in a lot of Coen Brothers stuff. He was in one called Barton Fink, which was really good. That was wow. about a um, a writer who had who just had a writer's block so he lives in a motel trying to write a book oh that's cool yeah and he meets john goodman nice yeah i was uh trying to think of what uh he's in the transformers movies yes he was yep i didn't want to reference those (laughs) yeah probably not like uh his most noble of acting credits i guess yeah so um yeah he's awesome man he's great and he's in a ton of things uh, this also has Christopher Walken. It's got Patricia Arquette, which, to be honest, I didn't even realize that that was her until oh, yeah, old, until I IMDb'd this whole thing. Yeah, old teeth too big for her mouth Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Claim to fame being Princess Bride and uh, the the series with Kevin Spacey, House of Cards. Yeah. Well, and also a movie we watched on here. What movie did we watch with Patricia Arquette? Uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote it, but didn't direct it. Oh, True Romance. True Romance, yeah. She gets her face smashed in. She's like the main female lead. No. 
Are you yeah. serious? Is she that forgettable? Yeah, that's the that's she, what I was because in that in that episode, I was like, she looks like her teeth are too big for her mouth. I was literally calling back our episode. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> yeah. She gets her face mashed in by James Gandolfini. Good job, James Gandolfini. <laughs> I don't mean that. She that's was a so joke. she was so hot in true romance, and she is yeah, that aged in this film. Well, she's, you know, I don't know how much older she is, but True Romance, true romance that's an old one. Um, if you can't tell, folks, I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm actually on the rebound, so my voice doesn't quite sound as luscious as it normally does. Um, so with that being said, I hope that you can bear through this. Yeah, and we're trapped in a small room, so next week I'll be sick. Yeah, well, I've got like two screens in front of me trying to not look at Thor when I talk. Yeah, no. We're I, not right next I to I don't each. care. <laughs> um, so other actors, actresses of note, the main ones that I saw were obviously Christopher Walken has a fairly decent role in this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gwendolyn Christie from from Game of Thrones. She plays... Who's she in Game of Thrones? She is... Uh, Wait, what's her she, name? She's in the show? Who's she playing in the show? Uh, let's see... Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie is fucking Brianna Tarth. Mm-hmm. I don't even recall seeing her in the show. She? Are you when, sure she's not in season two? Season two isn't out yet. Oh, I, but you're saying maybe I know, she's... but IMDB is show. Yeah, she's going to be, she's in, gonna be in season two. In season two yeah. Okay, well, she's going to be in season two, folks. <laughs> I mean, looking at the IMDB, I was actually questioning it as well, because I'm like, I don't remember her, but I feel like I should remember her. All right, good. I don't feel so bad. I'm going to quit looking at IMDb then, because at this point, only one season is out of Severance. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's a good sign, though. I'm assuming that means the show has been greenlit for a season two. Yes, it did get greenlit for a season two, but it's been on hold because of the strike. Oh, yeah, of course. So. Well, and I mean, my hope is that it stays planned to do season two, because like a lot of like a lot of the services are like just canceling shows now because there was such delays and money loss oh, from wow. the free, like shadow and bone on Netflix was yeah. supposed to have a season three. Oh, they just Not canceled anymore. the show. Yep. They canceled it. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. That and like four other shows, the other one's not as notable. So did you hear too about that? Just re- makes me think um, of Warner brothers canceling things as well. Have you seen that Warner brothers has been doing that? No. So there was a Batgirl movie. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. So, Didn't they actually shoot it and everything too? Dude, it was done. It oh, was yeah. it was literally done. And basically things things were uh changing in Warner Brothers. You remember when HBO Max got shifted into Max because they were purchasing stuff? Yeah. So because of all of that merger and things like that, they I don't know if they let go of their old boss or a new boss came in because of the merger. I'm not 100% sure. But when the new boss came in, he was known for making tough decisions, quote unquote, and basically he's been giving the word to just cancel films so that they can write them as tax write-offs. Oh, wow. So so the Batgirl movie was one of them, and then they just they went to do it again with a Wile E. Coyote movie. Well, that seems fair. We don't need a Wile E. Coyote movie. But it was another situation where the movie's done. <laughs> okay. So like the movie's done. And they, they're like, well, you know what? We're not sure how profitable it's going to be. Let's just cancel the movie. And then write it off. And write it taxes. off. Yep. 
So that, I think, caused a bit of a stir. Um, Wiley Coyote, I'm pretty sure that Warner Brothers has then come out and said, okay, we'll go ahead and keep this movie because of so much of a backlash that it had. Yeah. Because people just started getting Yeah, because people are clamoring for a Wiley Coyote movie. Well, I think it was more... I mean, you got to realize what's happening, right? It, we're talking about the, the sag after strike. So this is a situation where a whole bunch of actors have basically put their heart and soul into a movie and then for no reason it just gets canceled yeah. so like they're not privy to any of the inside knowledge that's happening on the management level obviously why would they be yeah but um i, I think that that was part of it too it just if this would have gotten canceled two years ago i don't think it would have been a stir but i think because of everything that's been happening mm-hmm. yeah um it kind of i don't know changed the public's perception of it so anyway um Severance is is a show about uh, this company that has top secret information, and it's so top secret that they have to have a floor where they've invented a new thing where when you get to this floor, you don't remember who you are outside of work. And then when you leave work and you get back into your car, you don't remember anything that you just did. It separates your personality into two different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the gist of this show. So, with that being said, Thor, what are your initial thoughts on this? Um, I really wasn't sure where you were going to land, so I'm curious. Um, I think this is a cool fucking concept for a show. It's like kind of like an out there uh, concept of a show. This thought, this concept of like splitting your personality into in two. Yeah, and. Uh, so I thought it was very neat. Like I said, what I did not expect was how much of this show would be, how much of it would be like, how ethical is it to essentially create a slave of yourself? Oh, sure. Like, should, should you have the right as a person to split your personality in two and doom one of your personalities to only ever work? Yeah. And th- not really have a choice in the matter. Oh, as far as the other person? Yeah, as far as your work personality, your innie, as they call it, the in-work personality. I I didn't foresee that. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was a really, and it kind of starts diving into that pretty quick. I mean, I think that's really the backbone and crux of the show is like looking at the ethics of of uh, the severance uh, process, right? Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was a neat take. I like a I like a show that gives you kind of a mystery that unfolds as you're watching it. Sure. Okay. Well, this definitely starts out because you're not exactly sure what even is going on at the beginning. Yeah, like, no, they just drop you in. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It starts with uh, the main female character just waking up on a table. Uh-huh. So she was played by Britt Lauer, and her name was Helly. It's kind of interesting. In, in the workplace they're given their names and then they're just giving given their last initial yeah so she's heli r yeah and then adam scott plays mark s mm-hmm. i'm not sure about the other ones yeah look like uh the other characters are a guy named dylan and another one named irving and it's those four who are part of this uh department within the severance program yeah what do they call it it's like macro data Something like that. Uh, macro data analytics or something like that. Yeah. 
And the, the their job is so strange. Uh, basically, they just look at numbers on a grid system. So it's just a grid of numbers. And as they hover over the grid with their mouse, they're supposed to get a feeling about a collection of these numbers and then grab them and drop them into a bin on their computer. But as far as what those numbers reference, they have no idea. What those bins reference, they have no idea. Yeah, they just know when the numbers make them feel weird, they have to collect them. So, okay, that's my biggest problem with this show. Okay. Right there. Not that concept, but... Like I said, I like a mystery that unfolds. And I like they do a real good job of they don't just give you anything... They don't just freely give anything away as far as what's going on. Right. I don't like that by the end of the first season, you still have no idea what's going on. Like, they don't even give you a little bit. Like, I get you got to leave a cliffhanger. You got to leave something to have people want to come back. Sure. But I was kind of pissed when I'm like, they could have at least told us what they're doing or given us a hint at what they're doing. I don't know if that was the point of the show. Though, like, I think that that's where I think the show mainly wants you to focus on the morality of everything. Going yeah, but on. I want to know what they're doing. <laughs> what are they doing in MDR? I don't get it. Don't know. I want to know. Yeah. I mean, I do, too. I'm especially and with the, the number and thing. the fact that they didn't even give you a little bit of a hint leads me to believe it's going to be a big plot point. Pro- I mean, it's got to be right. Because why? You know what I mean? Like, that's the ultimate seat. Like, why does Lumen need? That's the name of the company. Why do they need this secrecy? What what are they doing? There has to be something nefarious or devious about what they're doing. Yeah. E- either that or it's going to be like kind of this funny turn where it's like, oh, it's actually nothing. Yeah. It's just benign and unimportant. They're making Skittles. That's all that they do. Yeah. And because I, I think that could perhaps be the case. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing is like as that show goes on, you get to meet the girl who's rich and she doesn't want to deal with going through pregnancy or giving birth. So she has an innie just to give birth. So she doesn't have to experience the pain of having a baby. Hmm. So my thought is that I think there is a distinct possibility that everything they do is legitimately nonsensical and unimportant. It's just, it's more about the point of like, how can we control, like, how can we control these people? Oh, sure. And how can we effectively get them to do the tasks that we want? And that it's maybe all just kind of an experiment because their applications are actually, they have like other more important applications they want to to use the severance process for. Sure. Do you think it's a... I think it's a possibility. Do you think it's a spider head situation? Where they're just trying to see if they can control people, and that is the product actually. I think that could definitely be it. Yeah, I think you could. Def- I think that's a strong possibility, I, and it really pisses me off that I got no idea one no way or idea. the other. Yeah, well, and you know what? You might be onto something too because, uh, like Christopher Walken's character, he's the head of like the art department. Yeah, O and D. It's uh, optics and design. Yeah, so they they go around and just hang paintings. And little flyers that they give out to people in the severance program. Yeah, and the handbook. They they're they're in charge of refreshing the handbook every year or whatever. Yeah. Like that's that job really doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you might be onto something there, Thor. Maybe maybe the numbers 
are just numbers. Yeah, I think it's the actual concept of this show. So well done. It is. There's so much stuff that it leaves you guessing as to like exactly what's going on. Sure. And they're like Lumen's intentions. Because that's really all you figure out in the show in the course of this first season anyway is like Lumen are bad guys. They're rich bad guys. Which is, I mean, that's generally the plot of most shows. Sure. It's like the rich guy's the bad guy. So Of course he is, yeah. Very, Why else like, would he be rich? Exactly. So that is really the only thing you walk away with is like, we don't know what Lumen's doing, but we don't try. It's something bad. They're it's up to something be, yeah. bad, yeah. Well, see, I was thinking that the morality aspect, the part that jumped out to me, maybe wasn't so much on you having the right to essentially create another person. Mm -hmm. within yourself but more so on there's nothing that can be done really to have some type of there's no way that lumen could be held accountable for the things that are happening within the within that floor because the only people who know about things that are happening on that floor are severed are severed yeah so that to me makes me think well you know, if you go in and you think that it's going to be an eight-hour workday, and then you get there, and like today's not an eight-hour workday, it's a fifteen-hour workday, and then you're not going to fight that because you don't know that, like, oh, I've got X, Y, and Z happening today, or I can't do that because uh-huh. I've, you know you don't know about your life outside of it. That is interesting. And then yeah. when you leave, you it's you know seven p.m. instead of three p.m. And they can just leave a little note on your car saying, you know, thanks for staying late and helping us get this done. You're truly valued. Here's a $10 gift card. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You know? Um, So the implications, I think, to me, were more of look at the options that this company can do to its employees without having any recompense. Yeah. The one girl, I mean, Helly R tries to kill herself. Yeah. She threatens to cut her fingers off. And that does get, you know what I mean? That's a whole thing because she's really the person who she's like her, I guess her Audi, her original personality. Here's a spoiler, folks. Yeah. Heads up. We're going to talk about the show. We watched the whole season and we're going to talk about it. Here's a big spoiler. So if this show sounds interesting to you, which it's dark, it's mysterious, it is some really great performances. It, I think it's really worth a watch. I would stop now if you haven't seen it. Yeah, you can fast forward to about like 30 minutes and 61 seconds. Yeah, it's a good spot. And <laughs> I feel like it'll be a good spot. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we get to learn eventually that, yeah, Heli is the daughter of Lu- the, like the head of Lumen. Yeah. And... So that's a little bit of a different situation, but you know, they have this thing where you can request to quit and like, they're always just denied. Yeah. And, and so like you right away, you're like, Oh, how much are they controlling? What are they doing? I honestly didn't even really think much about the morality of the person on the outside. As far as, as like, as, as far as like how their negative could be negatively affected. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, what do they tell? What do they tell Helly outside on the? Out- I mean, now she might be a, a special case because of who she is and her relation to the company. Yeah, but let's say that an employee does try to kill themselves, and you know, 
now that employee is going to have rope marks around their neck when they leave work. It, what happens then? Um, to me, that's just wild. That's just wild that, that that could even be a legal thing, which is part of the controversy kind of surrounding the whole show. Because you have those two parts. You've got inside the workplace where they're literally different people. And then you've got outside the workplace and you're seeing what their lives are like outside of it. Well, you're mainly seeing the main character's life outside of the workplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really see the other people um, until later, like the last two episodes of the show. Well, and do you honestly, my thing, there's another like small, I, I don't know if it's really a plot hole, but I was watching and at the beginning when Helly's really fighting and trying to get out mm -hmm. and she's like, I'll cut my fingers off and she's trying to do all this stuff. And then she gets to see her outside personality be like, you're not even a person. If you fuck with my fingers, I'm going to leave you in there forever. <laughs> I was like, if I, if that was me, I would just start every day, just like cutting my face up. I'd just be like, I'm just going to start like gouging like shit into my face Ugh. and just like hurting myself every day. Yeah. Well, and you can tell from, from her perspective that that's not a person. Like she's mm -hmm. the person. Yeah. You know what, Thor, man, you might be onto something because what's the whole kind of purpose of this? You see that Heli is kind of essentially a marketing tactic by Lumen. Yeah. Where they start marketing the any Thor, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that there's no point to the work that they're doing at all. Yeah, just some kind of like mind controlled yep. shit for these like alternate personalities. Yeah, because it it ultimately goes to a whole thing where she goes to give a speech at this big convention and like she's saying, Look at this great thing. It's it's just a marketing tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I think it's possible, yeah. You've convinced me. You didn't even try to convince me, and you convinced me. Yeah, I'm 100% in. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, this show is so cool, though. Like, all the performances, mm -hmm. I really enjoy. I like a dark... Like, this is a very... With Adam Scott being in it, and the fact that most of the episodes, if not all of them, are, like, produced and directed by Ben Stiller. It's so wild that Ben Stiller's directing most of these. Between Adam Scott and Ben Stiller, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be, like, a dark comedy. No. Yeah. Like, there, I think there's a little bit of comic relief, specifically in the character Dylan. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's, like, a straight drama thriller series. Yeah. And it's dark and I like it. <laughs> good, good, good. Dude, that makes me so happy. Like everybody's so sad. All the characters are so sad. <laughs> Especially Mark though. It mainly focuses around Mark, this guy who's lost his wife. He's sad and he's like, which I don't even get that. Like here's a concept I didn't necessarily get. They're like, oh, he's sad because his wife died. And he's like, so the fix would be eight hours a day. I'm going to be checked out so I don't have to think about it. And it's like, yeah, but you go in the elevator and then you blink your eyes and you're right back feeling sad again. Like you don't sure. actually get to check out. I, th I think that his thought process was even if this other person isn't necessarily him, it is him. And this version of him can be happy. Okay, that makes sense. I, I think that that's kind of where, where they were going, or at least his mindset of it. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. So, like, he's not happy, 
but there's a version of him somewhere that is. Yeah. Also, once again, big spoiler alert. What's up with he thinks his wife is dead and then turns out like, oh, that yeah. was the real big, the big plot twist was like the lady who's there essentially like therapist. Yeah. Like when they his... do good things, it turns out she's his wife. Yeah. And it's like, but he thought she was dead. So like, there's really some weird stuff going on at Lumen. Yeah, there absolutely is. Yeah, they're definitely not on the up and up. And this show definitely ends on a cliffhanger. I mean, when it when it ends, basically, they find a way to awaken the innie when they're not on the severance floor, which is a wild thing. Because you see Tyler, his complete mindset changes. Um, with, uh, okay, I've got like three points to make and I'm jumping around. Okay. I'll focus on I'll focus on the ending. That basically the goal is to awaken the any while they're outside and so that they can let people know what's happening on the inside. And it just so happens that Heli is the daughter of the like owner of the company. Yeah. And she's about to make a speech. So she just makes a speech on national television. Yeah. She's basically like, it's slavery. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And that's how the show ends. That's wild. Yeah, I left on quite a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah, a huge cliffhanger, which was frustrating. It really made me think, well, they've got to do a second season. At least I hope so. I'll never forgive people for not renewing Firefly. And there was this other show called Alphas that was really good. Ended on a cliffhanger. I'll never forgive them. Yeah. Well, and if I had to guess, I bet Apple is probably less likely to be like axing shows like that. Because, let's be honest, Apple's main revenue source is not their streaming platform. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they got a little bit of change to throw around. They've got so much cash. It's crazy. (laughs) So they probably don't give a shit. They're probably just like, we need to have content. And if anybody likes a show, we'll just renew it. Sure. Because what do do we care? A couple hundred million? We made that a couple. We made that in a couple hours. Yeah. With the new iPhone fucking drops next week, we'll be okay. We'll be fine, yeah. So how do you feel about um, how they try to incentivize the employees when they're working? By giving them different <laughs> rewards and giving them, like, finger traps? Dude, <laughs> Dude the world that is... Uh, that's what this show does incredibly, is the world building. Yeah. And it's not... Like this wild fantasy world building where it's like there's these dragons and elves and this this uh, uh this political structure of feuding kingdoms. It's this really small contained world of an office. And it's like if you had people whose entire existence happens in a in an office setting what would be the way to incentivize them? They don't really understand that there's like, they probably understand the concept of a television, but they can't remember television. Yeah. They don't know what it is. Like, so they're like, I don't know. It's all these small touches of like, here's your, your, their coveted things are like a picture of their team or like a small little glass award with your face on it. Yeah. Or they'll, they'll give you a, pancake party where they just let you eat pancakes yeah so you get and dude i love that part so dylan gets because he did uh because he did the best for the quarter his numbers were the best 
for yeah. AD, AMR, ADR, whatever it is. And so he gets to go to Kier's house. And he gets to eat a stack of pancakes and a glass of milk. Oh, yeah. Dude, we didn't even touch and on then, And then he goes into the bed and all these women in lingerie wearing the masks of an old man come in and basically do like a strip tease. And I'm guessing my assumption is like typically when you get that, they come in, they dance for you, then you get to have sex with them, and then you get to actually sleep. Oh, like he yeah, was yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to spend the night there. It's yeah. like you get waffles, you get to have sex with a bunch of women, and like, yeah, they're wearing the masks of an old man, which is very strange. Yeah. But still pretty cool. And then you get to actually sleep. Because that's the primary difference between like an innie and an Audi. That I, I was thinking about that. I was like, what's really because, I mean, what's the difference for the person who's outside the world versus inside the world? Like, sure. you just make your world whatever it is, right? The difference is you get to sleep as a person. Like, when your day is done, you get to go to sleep and rest and then wake up. And, and like, that's a whole thing. So, like, when you exist as an any, the greatest, most coveted thing is you get to sleep in a bed. Yeah, that's kind of wild. And I, and I was like, I, I was like, I get it. I've talked about that on this show before too, where it's yeah. like sometimes I wish I could just go to sleep and never wake up. It would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially now that I have a a young, a four month old child, I've never missed sleep more. Kids do that to you. <laughs> you they know really what I do. mean? It's like, so I get watching that. I get it because I'm like, oh, that is just a just a night to sleep in a big comfortable bed that is truly the greatest treat in life yeah that's bliss right there (laughs) waffles and sleeping dude um ashley's mom was watching our kid is watching our kid today Mm -hmm. um so she went and spent the night with her last night yeah ashley slept until 10 till 10 and i just let her sleep my man just like years of sleep to catch up on yeah i i just let her sleep because uh that's if no one wakes Ashley up, that's how she that's how she is. And she hasn't been able to do that in I don't even know how long. Yeah. So yeah, for me I'm I'm up at seven on the weekends. It doesn't matter. But um yeah, man. Well I'm glad you liked it. I really oh, am. You said uh we didn't get to talk about Kier. Oh yeah, Kier's wild. They're God. So, They're yeah. like God sort of their figurehead. They're yeah, I think it's absolutely so the founder of the company. They basically treat the founder of this company as a savior messianic figure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do that only to give some structure of religion and therefore a way to say, here are the values of right and wrong. And we can determine what the values of right and wrong are based on what we want you to do as an employee. Yeah. And put it through the guise of the owner of the company. Yeah, Isn't that like a wildly like... It makes sense. Yeah. Like, once again, just incredible, smart world building. Yeah. Where it's like, and whether you're religious, not religious, you have to agree that all of society and culture is built upon the back of religion, regardless of different religions over the years. Sure. You know, regardless of, you know, for years that was, I mean, for thousands of years, people's 
religious belief is what allowed society to happen because it guided them. Well, it's something that is beyond them, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of what the religion is. I I think there's some kind of need deep within all people uh, for something bigger than themselves or something like that, right? Right. And so it's just this smart little bit of world building where it's like, okay, they exist in an office, but they still need religion. They still need a figurehead. They still need a moral code. Yeah. And so they build it out of the CEO of a company. Yeah. And and I think that they, they prop up all of the CEOs of the companies because wasn't there a room where they had, I don't remember if they were statues, but yes. like images of all yeah, of the basically CEOs it was history? Like, if you've ever been to like a wax museum. That's what it was. Yeah. It's like that. It's like a hall of, like the hall of presidents, but instead it's the hall of Kier where it's all the, yeah. all the uh, Lumen CEOs over the years. That that reminds me, one of my favorite lines, this isn't a comedy f- for sure, but this was a hysterical line for me. When they go t- and take the initial tour to like show Heli the house, because they've got a, a reconstruction of Kier's house somewhere in the building, and the employees can go and see it. And Yeah, and it's like... That's pretty dope for them. That's like it, a fucking night out at the movies. Yeah. They get to go look at a museum. <laughs> yeah, of the company history, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. But when they're when they're looking and walking through the bedroom, John Tutoro's character, he goes, "Ah, Kier's bedroom, just how he might have left it." <laughs> and like, there's so much comedy in that line, and not, uh, none of them thought that it was a funny thing at all. Because why would they? And just to me, that was very, very well written. And it made me chuckle and really, really yeah. appreciate there it. Is, there is like a lot of really subtle comedy in this. Yeah. That that I kind of, it kind of almost reminded me of when we watched Banshees. Okay. Where it's like, nothing about this show is funny. Right. But there are some situational things that are genuinely very funny. Sure. But they don't actually, like, it never feels forced. It never feels like it doesn't fit the tone of the show. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. And it makes sense. You have Ben Stiller kind of, I I don't know how much he had to do with this outside of directing it. So he was given the screenplay of it. it. I think it was that it was his decision to go ahead and make this. Okay. Ultimately. But I mean, you gotta, t- I mean, you wanna talk about somebody with, like a track record of incredible comedy skills. Sure. You, there's few you could call better than Ben Stiller. And, and I like, and I think it's very interesting. It's a, it's a different, it's not what you would expect from him. The guy from meet the Fockers made this. It's like, what? You're right. So fun little fact I found on wiki. I don't know how true this is because we can't trust Wikipedia because last episode, we read that heavy metal was profitable uh-huh. and it absolutely was not profitable. So well, I'm still not sure like which one is accurate. I feel like IMDb but, would be more, but you more definitely, accurate. but yeah, you are correct. We found differing opinion. You found a site that said you text me. And you're like, dude, I think we said that heavy metal made a bunch of money. Yeah. And like this thing is saying it definitely didn't. Yeah. It's like, it definitely was like 50 million in the hole. Um, instead of like, 200 million surplus. It was, it was, the variance was really off. Yeah. So take this with a grain of salt. Wikipedia says 
that in the movie, uh, computers in Lumen lacked an escape key on the keyboard. Oh, wow. I want to go back and watch now. As you know, to be a metaphor as to like not even subconsciously have that as an option. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty wild. And I also felt like this was such an interesting watch for me because I was trying to think of how people would be if they were born and then had all of the knowledge that we have as far as communication, reasoning skills, things like that from the get go. Because that's essentially what these people are. You know, they're children with higher cognitive function. Yeah. And it's, I think that that's why things like the finger traps and little, little like uh, toys to put around are so effective with them because all of that stuff is new to them still. Right. But then the moment that they, that they awaken uh, I forget what the guy's name was. The comedic relief. Oh, Zach Cherry. Yeah, Dylan Zach Cherry's char- is the yeah. character he plays. So they wake him up in his closet. They say wake him up. They turn his innie on in his closet to ask him questions. And when that happens, the closet door bursts open and he sees his son. And from that moment on, Dylan is absolutely against anything that Lumen's doing. Yeah, he has changed. Yeah, because now he's got all of these questions like, I've got a kid? How old is my kid? What's my kid's name? Do I have more kids? Am I married? Like, all of these things just come to fruition. And they, of course, try to tell him, like, you can't worry about that. You can't know that information. So it's just kind of a wild, a wild thing. I'm not exactly sure why they wouldn't give them that information. Like really, what does that hinder? Or at least give them some type of false memory for them to lean back on that. I think that gives them a reason, more of a reason to revolt. Like, oh, these are the things I'm missing out on. Oh, okay, sure. That there's life outside of the building. So when they go for their like wellness sessions with, uh, uh, gosh, what's the character she plays? With uh, Mark S.'s, you know, presumably dead wife who's not actually dead, which you find out um, she's the, like the wellness coach. Yeah. Um, when they go with the session, she's like, they're like reward when they do good stuff is they get to say your Audi is well respected in the community. Yeah. Your, your Audi is great at pleasing women. <laughs> like, Oh, Hey, please. Making sounds, I'm going to reduce points. It's like, what points? Asking about points will reduce points. Like, okay, I'm good. Like, it's so, <laughs> like, it's such a interesting concept. Yeah, but I think that's what it is. Is like that makes they sense. Feel like I'm missing out on something. So they give them these vague things that probably aren't even true, like yeah. those wellness sessions. Well, and those se- those sessions are so vague that they could be interpreted so many different ways too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're probably right on the head there. Because as soon as he finds out about life outside, he totally is not in anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Well, I was just going to say, and the whole fact that they keep departments so separated from each other, like the building is essentially a maze and departments are just scattered through. And it's not like there's a department next door. So I just thought that that was interesting, too, that they're they try to limit uh, information even within the workforce. Well, yeah. And then they make these rumors up about 
to make them scared of the other departments where they're like uh where uh Dylan is like they meet Irving meets uh Burp, Christopher Walken's character who's mm-hmm. the head of O&D and they kind of become friends and they strike up a bit of a romantic relationship. Yeah. And as soon as he tells Dylan like, "Oh, I met the guy from O&D." He's like, "You didn't trust him. They're snakes." You know they tried to revolt one time and kill our department. And then you end up finding out that O&D heard the same rumor about their department. Sure. And it's all this like just un- like it's fully fabricated by Lumen to make them untrusting of the other departments so that they don't talk. Yeah. Easier to control. Which, which I think also this leads credence to the idea that they actually are working on something because Mm. that's, you know, why would they need to compartmentalize like that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, usually a business works better if, if departments work together Mm -hmm. on a common thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think that just that aspect of it kind of would contradict the point of, Hey, maybe they actually, there is no point to anything they're doing. Also, what's up with the guy with the goats? Oh Yeah. Who freaking knows? Dude, they just, just find they just find a guy with goats that, in a random room. That's one of those scenes that's hilarious. Like yeah. it's hilarious, and it still somehow plays very serious. But it's like they find a room with a guy just feeding baby goats, and he's like, "Get out of here! What are you doing?" <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Um, I think that I was a big fan of Dylan. To be honest, yeah. I really liked Dylan. I also liked Christopher Walken's character, mm-hmm. too. Probably those two were my favorite. Okay. I get that. I really like uh, Irving. Okay. I love John Turturro. And I like his outside character, too, where he's just like this dark painter who just who just has a dog. Yeah. Like, they don't really give you a lot of his backstory, but it seems like what you pick up is that he was like a veteran. Yeah. With some pretty serious PTSD. And... He lives alone. His only friend is his dog. And he spends his time just painting the same picture over and over again. Listening to Motorhead painting this pic, just this dark black picture of a black hallway with a white, like a white light at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tuturo is such a great actor. I love him um, in just about everything he's I, in. I do like Zach Cherry who played Dylan. I feel like that guy, he's one of those... I feel like he always plays that character in everything he does. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. Have you watched the Netflix series You? Yeah. He works in the bookstore. Oh, in okay. You. In the first season. Uh, okay. And he plays basically the same character. Yeah. And I've seen him in something else too where he just, he's one of those guys where like he has an interesting personality. He's a fun, he seems like he's probably a pretty fun guy and that seems like it's him. Sure. He's like a Seth Rogen or a, yeah. or a Will Ferrell where it's just like, they're just always kind of playing themselves yeah. as opposed to really like sinking into a character. Yeah. Whereas Adam Scott, I feel like is somebody who he's a great character actor. I think he, I mean, this really sold me on him. Yeah, dude. He's cause I mean, it's so nuanced, but, uh, Mark S in the real world mm-hmm. versus Mark S in the severance floor. Very similar. Cause they're the same character. Yeah. But one of them is, very sad and has had like some real trauma whereas the other one has not so it's like he it's this really nuanced difference between those characters but i mean like 
I think it's well done because it's clear. You can tell very clearly the difference between one or the other, but at the same time, it's very like small differences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and you see that, I think that that's partly because Mark S inside Lumen doesn't have that baggage at all. You know, he can still be an optimist. He can still try to find the brighter side of things. Yeah. And he kind of is that through, through the whole series because he's the team lead at, yeah. at that point. And I like it because it kind of gives you also, it kind of gives you this insight into uh, Mark S outside of the severance floor. Mm-hmm. You know, the real Mark, if you want to call it that. It kind of gives you this insight into who he was before sure. he, you know, experienced this horrific trauma, which they never even go into. You just know his wife died. Yeah. But they never go into exactly what happened. Yeah. I think that that's, again, I think that that's really smart writing because for the story that they're currently trying to tell, you don't really need information beyond that. Like you don't need information beyond the simple reason of why he decided to be an employee there. Yeah. Right. Like going into his, his life's backstory doesn't really change the story that they're trying to tell. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. And I, and I, I agree with you. I think that the world building is very smartly done where they're not pandering to you and they're not just point blank saying, this is how the world works in this show. Mm -hmm. They're giving you small little tidbits for you to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Which, one, I think that it's smart to do that. It also makes the audience feel fairly intelligent, which means that they're going to like the show more. Uh, I also, I didn't love that they introduced a character for one episode, the lady who basically woke up, because we haven't even talked about Petey. I like the guy who played Petey. It was his. The reason oh, yeah, that yeah. Heliar ends up on the severance floor is because Petey just mysteriously one day is like, oh, he retired. Yep. And they're like, what does that mean? Yeah. So they think he died or something. Uh, turns out he had like quit because he had reintegrated. They called it. They started merging it. And you end up finding out that it was this lady who was the original person who implanted them with the severance stuff. And so you get one episode with her and she bashes a guy's head in with a baseball bat. Yeah. And they're like, you never see her again. That's true. Yeah. Um, I feel like, and it's a nine episode season, mm-hmm. which is an odd choice. Cause for that number of episodes. Yeah. I feel like they could have done a 10 episode season and maybe did a little bit more with her. Okay. My assumption is I bet next season there'll probably be a lot. There will be more with her. Sure. Um, that's kind of my my biggest issue with this show is that I really liked it and there wasn't enough of it. <laughs> give me one more episode. Give me a little bit more, like unravel a little bit more of the mystery. Yeah. Give me a little bit more of this story with the lady who's like, we're actively working against Lumen who installed the fucking chips and is trying to reintegrate people. Yeah, I think... I think that all of that in a second season will be really, really cool. Yeah. I don't know if I would be intrigued with much more than a second season of this show. Like, if it were to continue to a third season, I'd have to be convinced. Yeah. And if it were to go into a fourth, I'd probably lose interest real quick. This is one, like, I think we've talked about this on this before, is I like a a short, concise show. Yeah. Like a succinct story. Uh, one of my favorites is one of the original Netflix originals, uh, Hemlock Grove. Sure. That was what? Two seasons long? Three seasons. Three seasons. And they told a complete story. They got in, 
They got out. They didn't stretch it out forever. Yeah. Um. So my hope is kind of similar. Like I, this show is a two or three season like complete story. Fucking awesome. I think that'd be perfect. Because same thing. I don't know how much more you can do with this show. Yeah. Like, I, like how long? Can, that's my concern. Is that like they're going to continue trying to stretch out the mystery? Where it's yeah. like, just give me the answers. Let's finish the show. Have a succinct story. Let the bad guys win. Let the good guys win. I don't really care. But let's bring this to a close. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And I would say that for most shows. I don't think you need an... Like, I don't love episodic shows that go on for 12 seasons. Sure. Looking at you, Bones. Oh, man. Bones is the worst. I, I know you hate Bones. I hate that show so but, much. Um, yeah, so season one kind of, like sets up the plot i think season two being the the crux of it maybe season three can be or maybe season two can be like shit's going down inside lumen Mm -hmm. and then season three can be everything is out in the open and the repercussions yeah like but beyond that i don't think that there's a need for it reach out to us ben stiller we'll give you some tips yeah let us know we've we've got a lot to say speaking of um not over not overstaying your welcome we're about there okay Ooh, alrighty. So, yeah, Thor. If um, if you had to rate this show, let's say one out of thirty-seven brain implants that make you forget your different memories, where would you land in this? How many brain implants would you like? How many times would you like to be severed? Um. Oh man, that'd be cool. You had 37 different personalities, right? Like <laughs> going uh, from the kitchen all... <laughs> to the living room, new person. Just, like like this personality is just my sex personality. Yeah. He just like how awesome would it be to be that one where it's like all you ever experience is making love. You think you'd get tired of and it? And then like this personality just takes shits for me. Like <laughs> that <laughs> Which would be pretty, like, honestly, that personality would be a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Unless you're constipated. Right. And then, you know, oh, man, that'd be, <laughs> just how many times can you split your personality? Like, this one drives, this one cooks, this one works, this one sleeps. Um, let's see. Okay, one out of 37, uh, <laughs> seven, uh, I'm going to go, like, a 30, I think. Okay. I really like this show. Okay. Um, I'm fully good. hooked. Like I said, my biggest complaints about the show is that I wanted more and it's not there. Awesome. So I think that's a good sign that I enjoyed it. Yeah. I fucking love Adam Scott. I love all the performances. Um, I think the characters are nuanced. I really like Gwendolyn Christie's role in this too. Uh, who? Oh yeah. <laughs> really enjoyed her role. Yeah. Um, no, I like Britt Lauer. I don't, she looks familiar. I don't know what else she's been in. The character who played Helly. I really liked her. I like her and uh, Adam Scott's dynamic. Yeah. Like they they kind of have an obvious will they won't they romantic type relationship going Absolutely. on. But it's not Sometimes that bugs me where I'm like why does every like every time you have a main character guy and a main character woman, why do they always have to fall in love? Why does it always have to be a love story? Sometimes that kind of bugs me, but it felt right here like I I kind of I enjoyed it. Um I I think in this scenario it kind of makes sense because they're so limited in who they have contact with, mm-hmm. right? So their their dating pool is super, super small. 
yeah. she's the only woman that they really know. And I also kind of like the romantic relationship between uh, Bert and Irving. Sure. Uh, it almost sounds like Bert and Ernie. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, yeah, so I think all the performances are awesome. I think the comedy is really sparse and like really well done and it doesn't it doesn't ever feel like forced or out of place with like the dark, heavy subject material. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. So overall, I really liked it. And also we didn't even really talk about Patricia Arquette or uh fucking Tramel Tillman who plays Milchick. Milchick and uh Cobell are kind of like the she's kind of like the manager basically and he's yeah. the muscle. Yep. Dude, I fucking love Mitchick. Yeah. He, he plays this incredible role of like almost like this unfeeling guy with a duty. Where like he pretends like he's their friend and he's nice, but at the end of the day, he's all business. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like the dance party they have, where he's kind of like dancing and acting. Like, dude, I loved that scene. Yeah, he's um, he's a cool character. Him and the boss. I forget what Patricia uh, Arquette's Cobell. Sure, Harmony Cobell. So like they are aware, like they are the same in and out. Yeah, they're of, not of separate. Lumen. Yeah. So. Those are interesting characters. At least not that they know of. Yeah, maybe they are at different spots. Uh huh. Yeah, that certain. I think about that too. Like maybe they are severed. Maybe they don't even know they're severed. <sighs> I think it's possible. Um, yeah, no, it's a this incredible world building. Uh, such a great show. I mean, I think it. I think it's super addictive. Yeah. I think it's a great take on like a a mystery type show. Uh, I, I can't say no. I really, really enjoyed this. Maybe it's just 37 out of 37. I don't have anything negative to say. Short of, like I said, I, I didn't love the nine episode season. I felt like they could have put a little bit more in there. Yeah. But once again, that complaint is just that, like, there wasn't enough. I want more of it. Sure. Which I think means I just really loved just it. Just really I like wanted it. to keep watching it. So. All right. Well, there you go. Somewhere between 30 and 37 out of 37. Yeah, severed personalities. Severed personalities. That's our score. Uh, what do you guys think? Have you seen Severed? Let us know. Get in contact with us. You can find us at a various assortment of places. We may or may not remember you based on where you contact us. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, Thor, where where are those places? Because uh, I never remember. Follow us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Folks, if you're listening, please give us some follows. Give us some follows and likes on our posts. Uh, it helps the algorithm. It helps us get our name out there more. It means very little to you. It means everything to us. Get Wrecked Podcast, Facebook and Instagram. Or if you have a recommendation uh, or just want to give us feedback, tell us how stupid we are. Severance sucks. Or maybe we were absolutely right and it's your favorite show. Who knows? Uh, reach out to us at email at getwreckedpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Oh, man. You do that so well every episode. Yeah, because I listen to myself say it every goddamn, <laughs> every time I edit an episode. Um, so we got to do a recommendation for next week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Micah, how do you feel about Wes Anderson? I like most of his stuff, I think. I Fantastic Mr. Fox was him, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. I really liked that. Uh, Life Aquatic was him. I fucking love Life Aquatic. Yeah. What's what's the other one with... Um... Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, okay. All right. That's him. What about... Was uh, Lost the... in Translation him? I don't know. Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Yep. 
I'm familiar uh, with that one. Yeah. I mean, he has a very distinct style. He does have a very distinct style. Um, which yeah. I personally, I enjoy. Okay. So he just released a new movie. It's on Peacock and it's called Asteroid City. Okay. That's Full, got a pretty big cast, doesn't it? Yeah. It's got an insane cast. Yeah. Full disclosure, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But it's Wes Anderson. It looks interesting. I know there will be good stuff to talk about. Sure. So I think we should just watch that. All right. I'm good with and, it. Cool. All, All right. right. So next week... On Peacock, we're going to watch Asteroid City, the latest offering from Wes Anderson. All right. There you have it, folks. Um, As always, guys. Until next time. You. Wait, we did it backwards. So until next time, folks. As always. You get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked. Yeah. You know what? It just occurred to me that I could do a pretty good Christopher Walken impression with my voice being this hoarse. Yeah, do it. You know... You should see my friends in the other departments. They eat babies. It wasn't good. It wasn't that great. It wasn't good.